This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and I'm still processing the fact that in this, the year 2022, I talked about Kevin Federline in therapy. (laughs) I'm Brandy Posey, and if the Tupperware is plastic, honey, you're having a garage sale, not an estate sale. (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and huge life upgrade. I got a new candle. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies, ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Woo-hoo. Woo! Welcome to the show, y'all. <laughs> y'all, come on down now for you ladies to lady. You hear? Hey, Yins. Can, can we get into square dancing? Uh, sure. I remember doing it. Did you guys have to do it in gym in elementary school? I yes. Think so. Yeah. And I think we, I liked it. Yeah. I had a real hard time remembering my left from my right, so I found it very stressful. I oh. think I would do better now. Yeah, you'd probably be <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, rapid fire left and right. Yeah. I don't know what dancing. the difference is between like line dancing and square dancing. Is it just one's a square and one's oh, a line? Oh, there's a big, yeah. square dancing is a lot of like you're in a couple and it's a lot of like like circling around each other and waltzing Mm. yeah yeah line dancing i feel like we did quite a bit of as children too i definitely was square dance was definitely it and then obviously the swing dancing phenomenon that swept through swept through (laughs) did you ever get good at it no, guy, all the Mormon kids would be in the they cafeteria were, at lunch. Yeah, Salt Lake, I can imagine. Hanging each other in the, the air. The Mormons took to square dancing like a fly on shit. Sw- swing, swing dancing. Swing dancing. Swing dancing, sorry. Yeah, and also, probably square. Square. And also probably square. Also probably square. <laughs> yeah, 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 but swing dancing, they were all so good at it. Yeah, yeah. it was It was thrilling. Mm-hmm. They were just like, we can't have penetrative sex, so we will... Yes. Fling each other in the air. <laughs> I always yeah. lo- was so in awe of that move where it is, it's sex adjacent and like the man has his legs spread and then he flings the girl like through his legs. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That was hot. Yeah. Getting yeah. a little close to that Mormon taint. Under- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the swing kids, at least at my school, pretty close overlap with the ska kids though. Right, Brandy? Yeah, they were close because like the the swing bands at the time, we just were like, right. fuck it, we'll take horns. Like we that was like ska, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we weren't doing. I think like the swing is where ska kids and theater kids kind of crossed. Mm-hmm. That right, kind of right, was right. the middle of our Venn diagram a little bit, and we we're like, yeah, all right, that's fine, we can deal with it. Yeah, like, I, I could see that. Yeah, like I've I've been to a cherry pop and daddy show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wrote a paper in my history class in 10th grade about Zoot Suit Riot because it's based on a historical um, uh, 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 riot that happened in downtown L.A. Oh, my God. Oh. That's like I would I, I would also insert my interests as as much as I could into yes. like school assignments. It's the only way Got to keep a. it interesting. Yeah. Got an A, baby. <laughs> I've, been, I've known how to bullshit for 20, for a very, very long time. <laughs> um, we should say we have our next Sun Night Fun Night is on October 2nd. So Halloween edition. Uh, bring your pets in their costumes if you want or yourself, whatever. 
Yes, Skelly. Please. We'll see what Skelly's up to. Yep. Yep. Um, so come hang out with us. You can buy tickets on Sunday or wait, ladysunday.eventbrite.com. That's the word. Yeah. And if you're a patron, you get 30% off all tickets. So feel free to sign up at patreon.com slash lady to lady. We got all sorts of fun things over there, including that discount on tickets. Yeah. You guys, I'm so excited for our guest today. She's just so sweet, so fun, so great. Uh, she's got a new venue in Santa Monica called The Crow, which is this awesome independent video. I'm sorry, awesome independent venue. My brain. Uh, she's got a stand-up uh, special called Life's a Bit. That's on Amazon. You've seen her on NBC's The Today Show. And she's done SF Sketch Fest and all kinds of stuff. And we just love her. Nicole Blaine. Very excited to chat and hang out with our guest today. Nicole, how are you? I'm so good. I'm oh, so good. good. <laughs> Congratulations Good. on having a plant flourishing behind you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Guys, I, here's the thing. It's a money plant and it's been nice. at my house. No joke. It's been at my house for about four years and it died every day for the last four years. I brought it to, to my beautiful new club, The Crow, and I'm not even kidding. It fucking bloomed. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. If, if that's a sign of I've made it, I, I think that I win. A hundred percent. That rules. Now, what is a sign when it just slowly dies inside your house? What is the opposite sign? Because that's what happened to mine. (laughs) I think that means rent stabilization. I think that's that's what that means. (laughs) Okay. Rent control is staying. Rent control. You're not going to pay a lot more money, but you're going to slowly just lose your money over time and not gain equity. That sounds right. That sounds right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us about... So, you know... Nicole runs this amazing club called The Crow, which is in Santa Monica in this cool like art colony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it for the first time the other day. It's so cute. Yeah. And like, I was just like so excited to have a female run club. You know, it's so awesome. So yeah, tell us like yeah. the process of finding it, just all that stuff. Oh, oh so it's, I, I'm talking <laughs> I don't, it's not, I don't recommend it. It's so hard, you guys. <laughs> I'd imagine. I mean, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Did you, when did you get the idea? Because obviously, you know, how long have you been open and like, did you get the idea during the pandemic or like, what was the kind of like timeline? The weird thing is, is I, so I married my high school crush. I was totally obsessed with him. I oh know. my God. Wow. Oh, wow. What an inspiration. <laughs> wow. Well, here's the fun thing. He was like super hot and super popular. And I was, he was a senior. I was a freshman. I had not hit puberty. I was not attractive. Um, I was never going to get him. So I went for his best friend who was like a total loser. And that, <laughs> that stable. He got in the door that way. I did. Uh-huh. Then for all four years, I was with that jerkwad. I was like slowly becoming friends with like the hot guy. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. But then started dating my freshman year in college. I'd broken up with the icky guy. I was with this guy. But anyways, I met Mickey in my high school theater department. We were total theater nerds. Mm -hmm. And so we both kind of knew that like anything and everything we ever wanted to do was going to be in the field of entertainment. He was more of like the writer director side and I wanted to be the actor. So when we were, then we went to college together and he was like, look, we just have to make our own stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the answer the always. Way we're going to get anything. He was like, so I'll write 
um, and I'll direct and to be the lead, since you're sleeping with me, you produce, you do that end of the work. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good yeah. deal. So it, was, it was perfect. So we used to rehearse in our dorms and cast all of our college friends and we did it throughout, you know, the college world. We were over mm-hmm. at LMU over here locally. Wait, I went to LMU too. Oh, but you're so much younger than me. You were there recently? No. Well, okay. Not recently. <laughs> anyway, go Lions. Whatever. Go Lions. Go There's Lions. a lot of American spirits outside St. Rob's. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in a sorority? No, but like everyone there was. I actually came from an art school where everyone was like bisexual, purple hair, nose ring. And then I went to LMU and it was like, I'm talking Ugg City. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone on I diet pills. Pur- purple hair, bisexual nose ring. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't fit in at LMU. I was also their only rebel atheist Jew in this mm. very Catholic Jesuit university. Mm. That's what so. I was wondering. It's a Catholic university, right? Yeah, it's Jesuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's like cool Jesuit. Like Jesuits are cla- their own thing, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I took. Uh, you have to take two religion classes, but one that I took was taught by a Jewish guy who was like, "Yeah, so the Bible's pretty much made up." Yeah, <laughs> I, I had. You are forced to take religion classes, so I remember taking Intro to Religious Studies, and my professor was from India, and he literally in the middle of the class he turned to me and was like, "You look Jewish," and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and he was like, yeah, and he was like, "I think that it'd be best if you taught Judaism," and I was like, uh, "Oh." Um, Definitely have no idea. Like, what do you- <laughs> I was like, don't ask me to do the, any of that shit. I won't yeah. know. You're anything. also like, this school's expensive. I'm, I'm going to actually sit here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my Bay City's Jewish Community Center for five years after school is probably not like I can I can run a Shabbat like that's about yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, no joke. <laughs> I, I ended up teaching an hour and a half course that year for wow. him. Wow. This is a very separate story. But anyways, uh, we we're realizing at that point that the only way to get where you want to go is to do stuff yourself. So flash forward, we were, we graduated finally and then started putting up plays like in um, really Mm -hmm. dingy theaters that were falling apart in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We started one of those. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And, uh, and we just kept doing that and then like started making indie films by ourselves and web series before web series were big. And it was right around probably when I had had my daughter and she's, she's 14 now. And that, so about 15, 14, 15 years ago, both of us were like, Hey, at some point we should run our own theater or and I didn't know I was going to end up being a stand-up so when you're like how did this start I will be honest it was a strong 15 years ago when I was like one day I want to run a place that has a bit of a bigger impact than just me being a performer and him writing a play like Mm -hmm. I feel like there's more breath to making a community where then you involve others so that their art gets folded in and you have a bigger um workspace in the community, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was the idea. And then um, I had a baby and all the time gets sucked out of the window. It was insane. Um, But I feel like I, and then I got into back into really performing. I I mean, I performed with her inside of me. Um, (laughs) I I wasn't expecting, I thought you're like, I performed with her. I was like, oh, cool. And you're like inside of me. I mean, as is the yeah. rite of passage of of a of a, of a pregnant uh, female comedian. A comedian, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then, and that was when I was doing like one person shows and improv and like whatever. And then with my son, when I was pregnant with him, which was three years later, that was when I was like, I think the one person shows and making people cry half the time was out of my league. It was, I'm not that that good. Um, so let's just focus on the comedy, which turns out is way harder. I was like, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. What a dumb idea. Um, but I started stand up when he was inside of me and uh, have been doing it ever since. And then it was during the pandemic. Long answer. Sorry. Short, no, no. short, short, long. Detailed, detailed, not long. We appreciate it. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but my pandemic put me into a depression. You guys, anyone? Mm-hmm. It was like all was, over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. enjoyed quite a bit of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it it was helpful to like have a uh, to a take be able to take a step back and like reevaluate things, mm-hmm. but it was also very difficult. Yeah. We were balls deep in like they Britney were, Spears. Yeah, they yeah. were both working the so, entire yeah, time. Yeah, it was it was a really yeah. weird pandemic because it was like there was another surreal thing going on at the same time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, and yeah. I think that if you're doing what you're passionate about and then the space worked, you're not going to slump into the depression. Like yeah. for me, I was hit with I had gotten the biggest opportunity of my life to go on tour with like a huge company and I was going to be doing a theater tour. And all of a sudden I thought my life changed as a standup. Um, so then that got mm, shut down. That was supposed to happen yeah. in 2020. So like mm, I thought I was getting yeah. my big break. Yeah. So I was a hundred percent devastated. Mm, um, yeah. And then I was working from home sort of like I work in the healthcare field for the last 21 years mm-hmm. And it was frustrating. Yeah, that's then I became a frontline worker. So, oh, wow. Jesus. Okay. So my pandemic experience was in the nursing world and getting vaccines out and being I was working with UCLA as one of the first people to like do. So I was Mm. 24-7. I mean, you were in it. Jesus, Nicole. Wow. So that was intense. And then I had my children at home doing online schooling and my husband who's a high school theater teacher also online doing teaching and I watched my beautiful children slump into severe depression too right yeah yeah friends we couldn't see friends I couldn't perform and I literally like couldn't get out of bed I couldn't change the cat litter which is my one job like that was it yeah so my mother who I had I don't know if you read the little story that came out I was very mm-hmm. honored to be in the LA Times two weeks ago which was oh yeah I need to read big, it a big, a big piece about all the female book or, or lady bookers in LA yeah well, that, there, oh, and you got something else they, I did oh, I awesome. got a whole featured story just on the crow and it was crazy nice. but it revealed in the story a little bit about what happened my mother mm-hmm. one of the reasons I went to LMU um was because I was originally at UC Davis my mom had a nervous breakdown mm. and her and my stepdad became crack addicts. Oh, oh wow. Damn. No story. wonder you're a comedian. Yeah. Ding, <laughs> yeah. ding, ding. There it is. A hundred percent. And so when the LA times came out and did this huge, like multiple hour interview, they were like, well, why did you become a comedian? And I'm like to get through the pain of my mother being a crack addict, <laughs> like to mm. be completely honest, like finding yeah. the funny the trauma um, and that's always what my husband and I have done with our work and whatever. So as I slipped and by the way, my mother's recovered, it's amazing. And so she's completely that's amazing to her. Yeah. yeah. So through this pandemic, as I had been the one who kind of nursed her out of her 
toughest time. And she saw me slipping into a hole, strangely similar around the same age, because she was her mm-hmm. young forties, my young forties. Mm-hmm. And she turned to me and she went, it's, it, it's your turn. I'm going to get you. I'm going to help Aww. you through this. She's like, remember that idea you had 15 years ago where you and Mickey said you would make your own space. And I said, yeah. And she goes, you want to do it? You want to get out of the medical? Let's let me find a way. And it was like, she just gave me permission. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's so much of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. You just need someone to say like, I believe in you. You can do that. And I was like, I don't, how would I start a business? I I can't even imagine. And both my husband and her turned to me and they're like, I mean, you've been producing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like (laughs) for 20 years now, like why not do it? On your I own. think we forget. I forget all the time. Like, oh, I've been preparing for all of this my entire life. Basically, totally. you. It's so easy to like forget that. Yeah, yeah. the number of jobs That's- that we wear when you are, especially like your own business as like a performer yourself. You're a travel coordinator. You're a fucking producer. You have to like be in charge of your own finances. <laughs> you're a writer. You're you know you're directing yourself. Uh, you're a chauffeur to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I have children, so I know what it's like dealing with mm-hmm. you know. Comics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Teenage children. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I can do it. Um, so thank God I have a brainiac husband. Like he's, he could have been a lawyer. And so the legality of getting a new space is really hard. That's yeah. the other thing. Like, I feel like um, I don't, and, and I don't know if you guys know the comic Anique Adele, but Anique is an amazing lawyer. And she was also like, hey, I'll go ahead and read over all that stuff stuff for you. So getting people also in the comedy community, like same thing with Tony Klein, when I started building the space, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I'm also a carpenter. Like I will help. And my husband is, you know, a builder. So he built the stage, but Tony was like, I'll come and hang things. And they like made a door and a wall. And so yeah. it brought also, you know, we, you're right. Not only can we do it, we know people who want to help yes. and enjoy jumping in. So like, this isn't something I did by myself. This is, all of the incredible people who have come mm-hmm. together and said, yes, and, and mm-hmm. wanted even you Babs by saying, Oh my God, yeah, I'll do your show. You're taking a risk, you know, on like coming mm-hmm. to a new place and then saying, Oh, now come up. Yeah, great. Now do this on this podcast. Like all of this is the beauty of helping each other and growing right. so that other people continue to get what they want. Yeah. I don't like that you asked me at all, but no, no, but it's true. And I think also like just hearing that story reminds me of like, I I feel like a lot of times we can think like, oh, other people know how to do that, but not me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there must be mm-hmm. something magic about that other person. They opened a business, but that's, that's yeah. for that kind of person and not me. And it's like, no, that person also didn't know what they were doing. Like everyone mm-hmm. has to learn how to do everything. Yes. Nobody yeah. else has some like special magic key that right you assume that, that like they had you know yeah someone who was just figuring it all out for them and it's like no they did it just they- google yeah. in a dream baby that's all <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it's interesting because like i everyone's like you have a business plan and i'm like by the way what's a business plan i think it's like a vision board like, survive survive yeah, yeah. It's, it's a single spaced vision board it's a absolutely. series bible yeah. for your business 
Yeah. <laughs> More of like, I hope this works. It's me crossing right. my fingers and but like, what's the business plan? I'm like, I mean, we're gonna sell tickets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do shows. I'm going to start an entire education arm. Like, mm. and I hope that works, you know, because I do yeah. think people will like especially like I teach kids, my husband teaches kids. Let's teach little kids comedy. And Cute. that's a niche. But I do think that like that you can get more money from than ticket sales, you know? So trying to figure out your business, you know what I mean? You have to get creative, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. But then again, everyone's like, is it going to work? I'm like, I have no idea. I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And who fucking knows if this batch of brownies you're making is going to work? Like who fucking knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every word you say on stage like you made all the chairs yourself. You did it all by hand. Like that is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) It's a real, it's, it's your third. How does your son feel about being the middle child now? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. He hates it. <laughs> but he also, cute is like, I do feel like I'm breeding um, those obnoxious theater babies, you know, where they're like. Yeah, they get shit done. I mean, they're, I mean, yes, of course, theater kids are obnoxious forever, yeah. but as. Yeah. A theater kid, I now combine my knowing how to be around other people with my theater kidness. And so totally. mostly I can tamp it down. Yeah. You know? Until I'm with another theater kid, then it's like, oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's analyze this. We need Todd libretto. Uh, yeah. What is will, your kid's oh. favorite musical? Are they into musicals yet? They're very into musicals. Um, Let's see. I would say we took them to see Beetlejuice on Broadway before the pandemic. Oh, my God. I need to see that. Oh, my God. Sophia and Caruso was amazing. Um, And what's his face? Alex, whatever his name. He's amazing. Anyways, they both really loved Beetlejuice. Um, They like the dark, creepy, you know, like stuff. Sweeney Todd Um, and whatnot. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even like Pippin, they love Pippin because my husband that. teaches. They go to like every play he's ever done, so right, like right. they know all the Shakespeare. They know all the like they did oh, cool. dog fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, how cute! No, they probably see more than me. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> totally it's great. I love it. Uh, I do. Say, I will have to say, Nicole, I have to give you shit for one thing. Uh-oh. This is just a funny thing, so don't worry. Um, you were, you were like, you know, you had amazing snacks in the green room, which always appreciated Yeah, and like a good layout of like Mediterranean, like a little, you know, snack tray. And so, and so there was crackers and there was a little like thing of, um, what I thought was like white bean dip perhaps oh. and i went butter. in and it was but i went in big yeah. dip it was butter because uh. <laughs> there was cornbread and it wasn't and i got confused and i was just like oh i have to give her shit for this because I, I just ate an t- entire spoonful of butter my bone to pick is this green room sounds a little bit too stocked for me want to want to perform anywhere else in the city yeah. because i don't think i've seen snacks in a green room in, in quite a minute a mediterranean plate that's yeah. right wow it's actually and i i you'll like it even more so th- i have a restaurant that i share a walkway with birdie g's mm-hmm. and it's super fancy with a very famous chef mm-hmm. chef jeremy cox he is southern and jewish mm-hmm. and so he's combined those comfort foods Ooh. in a gourmet thing so it was actually matzah that was oh okay yeah matzah but not like the kind we had in our homes babs like yeah. we received- <laughs> it was- i'm not jewish i'm not uh, actually i know <laughs> 
I, I was like, okay, is Babs going to say anything or just get the cred? I have a great hair. And like, we all have someone named Babs in our family. Well, and I worked, I worked at like a JCC, so I'm, yeah. I'm more familiar, I think, with a lot of things, like Shabbat and things like that okay. than, yeah. you know, a lot of people. Right. So anyway. I, I had a Jewish therapist one time tell me I'd make a great Jew. And I took it as the <laughs> highest compliment wow. I've ever gotten in my life. So there you go. There you go. Anyway, so yeah, it's actually a Jewish little platter, but it's very fancy. Oh, okay. It's this fancy restaurant next door, and I have a deal with them where they do a spread for my green room. Oh, that's lovely. That's that sweet. Is lovely. I love that. God, I just love a spread. Yeah. Is there oh, anything better the than a spread? Yeah. There really it's isn't. Not really. Truly. Mm. Yeah. When I think about like what kind of food I want at my wedding or something. Oh my God. Sorry, my. Kid. I just got a glimpse of my cat. Like he's having his best life right now. Okay, he's just—he <laughs> is having the best nap you've ever seen in your life at this moment. Um. Aww. Anyway, a shark giant charcuterie board. Like that's oh, all yeah. I want for so my decadent. whole life. Yeah, it's beautiful. Good. Um, I'm gonna trap comics to come work here. Yeah, yeah. Well, great call. <laughs> yeah, you really need to plead with them for fucking stage time. I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah, it's so plentiful in the city and in such high quality. So. <laughs> Um, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be back in a second. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Nicole. And I'm not Jewish. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, let's uh, play a game. We're just going to ask you some silly questions. There's no right or wrong answers. It's called That's So Random, which means you get to hear a great theme song. Hell yeah. Hey, Blinken's my dad. Really? Yeah. That's so random. <laughs> right? Oh my God. I didn't make it up. Oh my God. I can't. It's just like, I mean, that's so random. So Random. My God. Random. Great. Please request that next time you go to a rave. <laughs> one of uh, one of the, my favorite podcasts that I listen to, uh, True Anon, they uh, just released their um, theme song on vinyl. And Ooh. I was thinking, it should would we be, do that? I think it would be really fun if we did put out vinyl with all of our theme songs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. That was you, right? That was us. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's hard to believe it wasn't. It wasn't professional. Yeah. Set. yeah. <laughs> Masterful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Nicole. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Who knows the most secrets about you? Oh, my husband. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I would be like, if it w- if that wasn't the answer, I'd be concerned. Yeah, yeah that answer really. We've been 26. Yeah. That's- 26 years? Wow, wow congratulations. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what I is, know. so any advice at the, at the other end of 26 years? I'm, I've been married for almost four. Aw, how's it going? Good. We still, yeah, yeah we still like each other. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I remember listening to some sort of really great KCRW uh, couple that was like together for 50 years and something like that. And they were like, oh, but, you know, they say most people have 
three or four different lovers in their life, but you've been with him your whole life. How does that make you feel? And she said, I feel like I've been with, even though I've been with him completely the whole time, I have had those three or four lovers. Ah, And I will say that makes sense. Yeah. I think our romantic life has had such a profound change every five to 10 years. And the, the way that we can match on that level and grow comfortably and shift has made me feel like I've had sort of all the different unique, vulnerable Mm -hmm. sex experiences, which is strange, but it's weird when it gets pretty uh, raunchy and then we turn around and have to co-parent. Yeah, Yeah, that must be weird. I actually think it's weird. Like, I feel like the next morning when he's cooking breakfast, I'm like, remember what you did to me last night? And like, it's just... (laughs) But I think that's what makes a good marriage, in my yeah. opinion. Okay, so invest yeah. in a wig collection is what you're wig saying. Wig collection, <laughs> definitely get weird. I know. I, I don't understand people. Like, I think, like, sex, like, you have to still have regular sex. And I also think that those, like, tropes about married people, like, having a boring sex life are totally just based on unhappy marriages. Yeah. yeah that's I don't on them. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it runs the gamut. I think that there are people who end up, you know, their sex, sex is different for everybody. So I don't yeah. think it necessarily means that you're not like happy if you're not having it. But um, I, yeah, really it's different. been interesting being in like, you know, my first long term relationship and we just we're past three years now. And yeah, even just seeing that, like the different way, you know, mm-hmm. what it's gone, where we are now versus where we are even were even just a year ago and and getting into it deeper and knowing him on a different level and how that affects everything yeah our sexual relationship and everything else um so i can definitely see what you're saying about how it's like oh i feel like i've had those three or four different people because of just how we've evolved and you yeah. evolve with fighting right you're mm-hmm. like okay so right I'll do that that doesn't work for <laughs> yeah. me. that's a trigger <laughs> and then like i'm gonna respect that trigger yeah you know i feel like it evolves also in that and like who does we all have different jobs like i also realize like he's like always insecure about calling people on a phone. He doesn't want to talk. Mm. I have to be the front man, you know? Mm. And like, that annoys me that he won't go up to a, you know, hostess and be like, excuse me, we've been waiting 30 minutes for a table. Like, he's not going to be that guy. I don't have that man, which is gross and, you know, gendering all that anyway. Like, I have to take that on. But like, a part of me is like, yeah, but like, he's the one who does all the legal schmiegel stuff. And I don't like. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. I think like, yeah, when you're, when I was younger, I had these binary, like, this is how he, mm-hmm. I want him to do yeah. this or whatever it is. And then when you get into the reality of it, it's like, yeah, you share different strengths. Share your strengths. Yeah. Share your and like compliment the other persons. Don't hold it against them. They're like, mm-hmm. all right, well, that's different for me. So I'll do it. And like, yeah. they're always going to do stuff that's kind of gross. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just gonna happen. I've also yeah. found there's a lot of qualities that, like, I thought I wanted in a partner, but what actually is is I wanted them to be more amplified in me, and mm. it would not work if two people in the relationship had that quality. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, right. That, mm-hmm. And that's been like an interesting uh, learning to be like, oh, okay, oh, that was about me, not about like, but you're not trained to think that like you could have that as like a young little girl in the '90s or whatever. And then it's like, right, no, no, right. actually, that's. I was developing who I wanted the person to be, not just like the, to live with that person. 
What specifics are you referring to? I'm curious. I mean, just like I'm thinking mostly about like just performing and kind of just like being a boss in my own way. It's like mm. I growing up, I was always like, I would like to be married to a musician so they would just be gone half the time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just like like being alone and I and I very much like became the person that is gone all the time and like right, I right. like I like the tour lifestyle and I don't mind I don't really care if my partner does or not you know so like being the one that is on the road and doing all that shit that I always like fantasized having a partner that would do all of that and like I would live vicariously through it's like oh no that's actually that's what I wanted. <laughs> so what cool. I do. That's yeah. so empowering. In your home life as mm-hmm. a child, did you see any of that modeled? Was that oh, in your... No, 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 no. Very, very, very traditional uh, parents. Uh, my mom was like a homemaker. My dad like is a CPA that built his uh, own business for himself. Although I will say he he's he's a CPA. He was gone for four months of the year doing taxes, basically. Taxis and I just like didn't... I felt like I didn't have parents for four months out of the year. Uh, is that so why I'm a comedian? Know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, okay, let's do our next question. Oh, if you had to get a tattoo today, what would you get? Um, well, because I've been thinking about what's my next tattoo. Love and it. I, yeah, and I want it to reflect like the kids or mm-hmm. the family as a whole. And years ago, we took uh, a family portrait of all of us in sad clown face makeup. <laughs> so it looks like like the proper like four person family, but all of us have sad. <laughs> oh my, did you guys go to like JC Penny? Well, no, I hired like a fabulous okay. photographer. But- <laughs> yeah. That it would look reminiscent, but actually good. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, um, I have done that before too. I have done photo shoots with the kids at J.C. Penney. Oh, for sure. oh, we have um, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the sad, sad clown. So, but both the kids were really small, and I had it, you know, like huge on a canvas in the family room, and it really disturbed my son. Like he was like. <laughs> I'm bringing girls over, mom. Come on. Yeah. And I loved that I was like torturing him with his own face. Like there was something hilarious about how my children were scared of their own clown reflections. (laughs) And it stayed up. Uh, And now I feel like um, I've put little, just being in the crow, like I have little tiny, I found a clown um, Thing that my grandfather gave me and I really oh. he's one of the only family members I like and then another comic came and was like oh you collect these little clowns and I was like well it, and now I'm starting to realize like maybe that's something like cute little clowns oh that would like be a that. cute tattoo I like little like dainty yeah small tattoos yeah yeah like that so how many do yeah. you currently have I just finally did the one big one it's this huge oh oh that's yeah. pretty and that's it is dope it was the, it's very, you can't see it, but it was the crow uh, trees because that was sort of, um, it's why we named the crow the crow, which I don't want to feel like I got a tattoo of this place. It was before I, five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all comes full circle. There you go. Do you put out any shiny things for crows on the west side to come and like nest at your club? Or like, are you offering things to crows outside? <laughs> I should. Well, what are they attracted to? Now I will. Uh, I mean, they like they like lots of like little little like snack like snackies. tinsel, yeah, tinsel like little beads. Yeah. Like you could like put like some. I think they eat nuts and stuff. Yeah, I feel like the tinsel and the beads may murder them. So that 
They're smart though, man. A crow is smart as hell. <laughs> That's true. Now I'm going to. I'm going to figure out a way to have the whole place covered in real crows. <laughs> yeah, yes. just bird, crow bird shit all over the place. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, they lo- hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking it up real quick. They love mm, snakes. <laughs> this is a bad list. Right? Everyone, everyone, bring a snake. <laughs> oh, next beetles. Time you go. Beetles. Maybe just put a pile of beetles outside of your outside of your place. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. No, they love like little fruits, berries. They love berries, berries and grains. You could put those outside if you wanted to. Okay, I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to report back. Okay. <laughs> Next random question. Um, what is your favorite topic to talk about? Hmm. I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm obsessed with this business right now. And I think I've always loved talking comedy. Like, don't you guys always love yeah. talking shop with comics? Yeah. Like that's always been the process of like joke writing. Um, I can get really nerded out on that. Um, but I also think I really love anything my daughter's into. Like she's 14. And I think that the high school kids, these Gen Zers, they have a lot to say. Yeah. So like, I'm super into like her mind. Um, so it'd probably be like comedy or whatever is happening in my daughter's brain. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Cool. I was talking to the stylist that isn't my hair stylist, but works at the same salon. Her daughter is a teenager too. And she was like, yeah, it's so weird because like, because of TikTok, teenagers yeah. are like politically minded. Like they know, like we all yeah. had our thumbs up our actual buttholes. Like <laughs> we had, I couldn't, I was vaguely aware that something was going on with the president getting a blowjob. Like I did not I, have a no fuck idea. to give yeah. because like, exactly. what was I going to watch the news? No, we, we weren't <laughs> politicized. No. And so that's, that's what, so here's the thing. And this is why I'm so passionate about these kids and being a mom right now is so fucking rad because as they were on lockdown for 18 months and they watched the Trump era combined with the BLM movement mm-hmm. um, and TikTok and all of the pronouns that were then and all these amazing strides we were taking, you know, sexually and, and this revolution that's going on. She taught me everything. Yeah. And like it was because of TikTok. They have completely been able to communicate. Her feed is so beautifully young and liberal. So, yeah, they're politicized. They they live through something. They get swabbed every, you know, Monday before they go into school. Like crazy. it's going to be amazing to see how these kids, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, which is why I wanted to teach and have high school programming like mm-hmm. at the world, like mm-hmm. this. You have to now get these kids prepared and mobilized yeah. to 10 years from now, be able to command the stage and take all that they've been through and do yeah. a big joke. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. do they need to do it on stage, though? Because they do have TikTok. So. Oh, it's true. <laughs> true. But true. You're right. They may not. But like, even no, if I'm just that's just me feeling bad about us being old school <laughs> comics. So. Could, could, your, could your daughter run my phone for a day or two and fix my algorithm? Because I feel like it keeps showing me just like people pulling crystals out of rice and I don't know what the fuck that's about. Really? That's yeah, your it, current algorithm? It's, it's really always weird. weird when it's like you're like, what the hell it is. Yeah. What's going on here? It's the yeah. big rock tumbler and they just like pull like 
They're like, ah, oh, look what we found. And I'm like, I don't know why. And then millions of people watch it. And I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> but yes, I'll have her take your phone and reset it for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I would appreciate that. <laughs> Mine is just like exclusively women I would never want to hang out with reorganizing their homes. <laughs> mine is, and like I see where it's coming from, but mine is all running stuff and dog rescue stuff. Yeah. Mm. See, that's good. That makes sense. My Instagram it does it. It's kind of. I don't know. I wouldn't wish an all dog rescue feed on actually anyone. No, yeah. that's that's too much. Yeah, yeah. You already work at a rescue too. It's I like- know. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's all cat videos. Um, that's my big sucker, and also now all DIY stuff because we yeah. had to build right. all the seats yeah. and all the walls and all the whatever. Like now at this point, I can tell you. Yeah, I don't know how to fix anything isn't that kind of weird how different all of our algorithms are though and like we're all kind of in the same ish demographic like yeah. we're yeah. all female comics probably liberal leaning living in la mm-hmm. and all of us have different algorithms yeah in it's our different. in the computer cloud our little interests are put into all these different bins yeah <laughs> and whoever's trying to make money off of us is shoving yep. shoveling these things into our face cool it's good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay um Nicole, where is your happy place? Hmm. I think it's, I think right now it's here. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I feel like it's the other, it's, it's combining this passion, this doing the crow and everything. But like, I also think it's my kids seeing me be happy finally oh yeah that's huge oh that's so sweet yeah we were um it was interesting can i ask you guys a question yes okay because i asked it to my kids and the husband we were on a little camping trip a few weeks ago and i was like okay let's say you have the perfect dream family life Mm -hmm. Okay. However, that is in your head, whatever your, like your nuclear family, the, the, the parents and the children, if there's children or whatever it is, whatever your, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm ruining this. No. What role would you like to play in it? Would you like to be living the life of the child or would you like to be the parent? Or if you had the perfect nuclear family, which end would you rather be on? Oh, I don't know. Would you rather childhood to have that perfect experience or your adulthood to have the perfect experience of the nuclear family that you love? Adult. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I guess adult. I mean, I miss, I, I, I mean, it's hard to not think like, oh, I'd like to relive some of my childhood just because. I have a bad memory, and so some of it I would like to, you know, recall again. But I, but yeah, all I can think of is adulthood because if you're saying like, then you get to live the perfect experience. Well, fuck yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe yeah. childhood because it like you're home more as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's more central to your existence mm. whereas like as an adult you have your whole work spear and like that outside world I mean I didn't I was outside I was a child actor so I didn't have a normal childhood so yeah I would mm. think it would be I would like to do like a control test and right. see like how that one would end up <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, you get to get do like alternate universe. Yeah. And like a choose yeah. your, like choose your own adventure, hold your thumb in the back and then yeah. go down that path <laughs> yeah. and see if you want to go back which one you want to go back to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, yeah. I feel like you're still thinking. Where are you at? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just having a hard time like wrapping my head around being currently in a nuclear situation. Like, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, because yeah, none of us have kids, yeah, and maybe is, you know, I, I think out of all, all of us, I'm the only one who might have kids or yeah. has thought about it more. Mm-hmm. So it's like a different question for us because we're all, yeah. it would might not involve the kids necessarily. Yeah, and, well, like, and, I, and I don't need to make it do that because it could be however you define. Of course, your of course, adult favorite space, your adult. Right dream family it doesn't have to be with kids but or so that's just the debate would you rather live your peak family life as a child or your peak family life as an adult like your peak domestic life mm. your peak yeah. home yeah i think as yeah. an ad- I, I, I yeah i still think as an adult because like i think the hardships i went through as a kid i like the person i am quite a bit and i don't know that i would be that if I hadn't like gone through quite a bit of that. I think it makes me appreciate what I've been able to build for myself more now too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, yeah, yeah. The people I, a lot of people that I know that like did have very idyllic lives that like were not challenged for a long time ha- are having a harder time coping, I think. Yeah. Uh, than, mm-hmm. than otherwise yeah. too. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's weird. being able to like being, being able, being the, the gift of, having to rely on yourself I think at some point I think is like an important thing at some point to get you want to be supported but also there needs to be a moment where like you can only bet on yourself and I think like if that happens young you learn to do it more and more as you get older yeah I yeah I mean Uh, I guess for me I don't know I never had to only bet on myself that was never yeah you know I don't think a thing so yeah and I feel like I I'm still you know yeah, straw. Like I don't. I feel like I. I'm yeah, very I think there's ways you can stuff. develop strength without having like serious. Uh, yeah, abandoned. trauma. Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I mean, the experiment. I, I'm very curious by it because both my husband and I had similar traumatic childhood upbringings, which mm-hmm. is why I think we were compatible in you know the first place. Yeah, yeah. I had wanted to find someone that was like you know, from a wonderfully like high level family that was all together. And, but I probably would not be, you know, they'd be like such idiots to me. Um, but now I'm like, what's it going to be like for my, like, I, so I asked this to my children and my husband when we're on this camping trip, you know, cause I was like, I kind of, I think they might, like, I, I mean, knock on wood, like we've had problems and whatever, but like, I think that they're living a pretty fucking charmed life as of, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. like, their parents are madly in love. Like mm-hmm. we're not right now destitute. Like, thank God. I don't know if there's any health issues. Like no one's smoking crack. Like mm-hmm. no one's twiddling someone under the sheets. Like they're fine, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I, so I said to them, I was like, what would you rather? Would you rather have, you know, this, this perfect childhood now where you sit back and get to experience it? Or would you rather struggle and then have the perfect life as the adult? And it was funny because each one of us answered in the role that we currently are. Like both my husband right. so wonderful creating the dream life that we wanted mm-hmm. and, and now having it as adults and now giving it to these kids and kind of architecturally creating, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that ends up being a lot of what I feel like 
right now, post pandemic and, and everything that I want is like, I guess we all can create our dream life as soon as we realize like we're in the driver's seat. Yeah. Even if it's, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, there, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. but I think too, like, yeah, it's your kids have like this really privileged, awesome life, but like you're a good parent and you're also like not creating this version of the world for them where there is no conflict and there are no problems probably like that doesn't just because they're growing up with these privileges doesn't mean that they're not going to be cognizant of those things existing in the world right which is what which is to say like that's why i think i think that is ideal to have Mm -hmm. a parent who's super engaged with you and to have access to all of this information and all of these resources because then you get to have that perspective without like a bunch of bullshit well, and let's, it'll be the right. jury. Without out. being in a bubble. Let's, yeah. And let's see how they turn out, you know, like, let's be honest. Like, who knows? Like, do they become an AOC? Like, is this how, like, you breed a Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I don't know. Like, what <laughs> What are we doing? Or am I making, you know. Some- well, every parent fucks up their kids somehow. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, That's you're not doing the thing. It. You're not like, doing it no one isn't <laughs> fucked up. No one isn't. It doesn't, ex- like, it's totally yeah. impossible. And God forbid, you might, what if one of your kids becomes a Republican? I think about that all the time. That's, yeah. so I have a joke about that, that I am so <laughs> liberal that the only way that my child will be able to rebel is to become, like, a born-again mm-hmm. Christian. Oh, but, yeah. like, that could happen. Yeah. For real. I yeah. know. Yeah. I know. What, I was thinking yeah. about like, yeah, what if I had, what if I had like a jock? I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I guess I'd make him hang out with Tess. Tess is a joke. I'll go. take your jock. Your jock can come over to my house. <laughs> okay, we have to take another break. We'll be back with Lady Problems, everybody. BRB. Hey, everybody, we're back. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Nicole. And we're going to do lady problems. If you have a lady problem or if you want to, by the way, we are celebrating 10 years this year. If you want to let us know how you feel about the show, whatever, oh anything you want to say, give us a call. 323-6-BUT-30. And uh, let's hear our theme song. Our first lady problem um, is an email form. So here we go. Hi, ladies. A little background. I've been with my boyfriend for five years. We got together when he was 24 and I was 27. He is slash was a typical SoCal party boy, but he was a fantastic, loyal, loving and caring boyfriend. And I knew I wanted to get married by the time I was and he knew I wanted to get married by the time I was 30 and have a baby. He wanted to stop partying and settle down when he turned 27, so that solved that. It worked great, but 27 and 30 came and went with no sign of slowing down and no ring. The pandemic really put into focus that I want to settle down, so we decided to do a nomad year before we settle down. It's been difficult because all he wants to do is stay up all night partying, and he gets cranky and disinterested if I want to do anything not involving alcohol. To make things worse, the week before our current trip, he was drunk and high on cocaine and ketamine and foiled his plans of proposing, something I had been dreaming of the entire time we were together. 
He stayed out drinking last night till 6.30 a.m., no contact because his phone died. This after we had an argument the day before about him staying out till 4.30 a.m. drinking. I may be a stick in the mud, but this was the last straw for me. We broke up this morning. He said he's come to terms with the fact that he's an alcoholic and doesn't want to stop partying and doesn't ever want to have a kid, and it isn't fair to keep doing this to me. It hurts to see him make that decision, but I can't change who he is or force him to do something he doesn't want to do. He's currently staying at a hostel while I figure out what to do. So here's my lady problem. We paid for this trip together, and I can't really afford to stay here alone. I'm shy, low energy, and have a hard time making friends. I don't speak the language or know anyone other than my ex. Friends are coming to meet me for part of the trip late next month. Should I go home and call off the entire trip? I really miss my dog, so this is very appealing. Should I stick it out, maybe see if my cousin who lives in Europe will let me crash while I wait for my friends to get here? My ex said I'm still the love of his life and he wants to see me. This is just a trial separation. I think that's bullshit and he wants to have his cake and eat it too. He's still an amazing person who I love, although this isn't painting him that way. Should I still see him and or stick out the trip all t- or together or should I go no contact? There's a lot of stuff going on here. Yay. Uh, Feels obvious to me. What do you yeah. think, Nicole? I mean, I'm not a therapist. Yeah. But this shit's <laughs> Real fucking obvious. Yeah. Get he's not your person. It's no. no there's not. it's just not working. Like yeah. you staying on the trip, by the way, is a whole other conversation. Do yeah. you want to be on a trip? Do you want to be, be right. on an, like you don't need you should not be? I'm sorry. This guy is not for you. You no, are no, not no. on the same page. Mm-hmm. And it is not, he's not gonna change. You just no. gave him five fucking years. He said he was gonna do something. He didn't do it. It's not in him. And that's okay. He's not an asshole or a loser. If that's what he wants to do, he needs to find the person that likes those things about him, that he does yeah. that. Those people, I'm not mm-hmm. judging his actions. They're not what I would want to do. That I she sounds like me. I want to hang out with her. Like yeah. I <laughs> She should find a person who she doesn't have to negotiate or rope in or they should just both be on the same page. That's why relationships work. There shouldn't yeah. be that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. A thousand percent. No, no, no you're a hundred percent right. The right no, answer. It's clear. I mean, he boffed the engagement because he got yeah. too fucked up on coke and ketamine. Oh. Yeah. What? No, I mean, she knows. Her no. instincts are all correct here. She said yeah. it multiple times. Yeah. It's bullshit. They shouldn't be together. You should cut off contact with him. Yes. yes. You shouldn't talk to him anymore. He's yeah. going to try to rope you back in. Yeah. Um. You know, He's gotta it, go. it's good that he has realized that he has a drinking problem. It doesn't sound like there's an end in sight for that soon because mm-hmm. he said, I just want to keep getting yeah. fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. But alcoholics do love to try to rope you back in, you mm-hmm. know, so I would definitely just cut it off Um. for support. It, you know, immediately I would look into Al-Anon, like yeah. Reddit, Al-Anon on Reddit is very helpful. There's so many people in similar situations. You can kind of read what they're going through. You can post yourself for support. Mm-hmm. Al-Anon is for people who are, who have loved ones who are yeah. addicts or alcoholics in their life. Um, and yeah, I think that's clear. I mean, the trip is, yeah, the other question. It's like, okay, the trip, what do we say there? Like my <laughs> first instinct with basically almost anyone is like, no fucking stay in Europe. Like, dude, figure it out. Sleep in a train station. Like, I don't know. Like, but that's what's fun for you, Tess. Yeah, but that's what's fun be. for me. I know that. Yeah. It, but that's why, like, ninety nine percent of people, I'd be like, dude, yeah. YOLO. Like, how often are you yeah. in Europe? Fucking figure it out. Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't seem like she's enjoying herself or is gonna get much out of this trip. Yeah. Like, 
unless well, yeah it, but but i'm also like i don't know but there is the part of me that's like when in she probably next really literally went in rome when yeah. it, li- literally went in fucking rome <laughs> yeah. literally yeah like when else are you going to have this opportunity like you've already carved out work you're not at a job right now you don't yeah, mm-hmm. you sounds like you missed your dog, but you have someone watching the dog. Like you don't have kids right now. You have friends coming in a couple. You I have mean, friends coming. If, yeah, if you're, if you're close with this cousin and you and you could stay with them, I mean, it might. I would definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can hang, if you can hang, but then it, and it comes down to: Did you want to do this nomad year? Was that yeah. what you were doing for the relationship, or was there a part of that 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 was exciting for you? So go back into what was the you and your mm-hmm. desire. Mm-hmm. And separate from with him, and yeah. then decide if that was something you wanted to do, and then hang two weeks by yourself, do some self discovery, wait till you get to see your friends if you can hang in. But if you're like, I never fucking wanted to do this anyway, this was all for him. Fuck yeah. it, I'm going back with my goddamn dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think like I would, I would give it a few, you know, give it to the end of the week, whatever point you're at right now, just hang in and be like. Get, you know, you're obviously going through an extremely emotional time. And like yeah. every day you wait, every day you wake up, you're going to feel a little bit better, especially because like we said, you know, in yeah. your gut that this is not the right fit and mm-hmm. that he's not the person for you. So like maybe in a few days, you're actually going to wake up and be like, you know what? I am going to I am happy to be here. I'm going to take this trip. Mm-hmm. And but you might also feel different. Yeah, you might yeah. feel the opposite and be like, fuck it. I want to see my dog. So and both are fine. I, <laughs> yeah, I think both I think both are good options, you know. Yeah. It's like you're going to have mm-hmm. comfort in either of those or something good is going to happen from either of those paths, you know, as long as you do make that choice to just like yeah. separate from him and let that be. Yeah. And then you get a good therapist the and you Zoom yeah. with them every week and you get all <laughs> fucking Lexapro <laughs> and your life changes. And I think you're going to find too, like with some separation from him, how much energy you were giving yeah. him yes. and how much energy you now like a weight. It might not feel like yes. a weight is off your yes, shoulders, yes, yes. but the oh, amount of weight that you just let go of is you're, yeah. you're going to have yeah, so like, much more for yourself. How many nights have you been worried about this guy when he's coming home? How drunk he's getting like that. What you, happened? It's no longer yes. your fucking problem. It's like, not your problem. A thousand percent. Even when I'm in a, you know, that's what relationships are. Mm-hmm. When I'm in a healthy relationship, when I've gotten out in the past, like, I'm like, oh my God, like I was catering to them all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just like all of my life was anything yeah. I did was also involving them. And I'm in a healthy relationship now and it's good, yeah. but it's still like you, you have even no idea. And especially when you're with, you know, an addict, mm-hmm. like that is just another level of you totally, you know, being like their support system. And so yeah. you're, I think that's so true. Like you might, you probably are going to find that like you actually have more energy than you knew because you're not just like feeding it into him all the time. Yeah. Definitely look at Alana and look at Coda. I mean, and also it is helpful to him for you guys to be broken up to. Like if that's yeah. like your, his, 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 what happens to him is not your concern, but if this is helpful, like you've been a port in a storm for him and that storm needs to just run its fucking course however it's mm-hmm. going to run and he can't just sit at the fucking port that because that there's that's just not going to do it you know you you are a safe place and he is just going to eat away at that and he needs to just be in the wind until he figures out what he's going to do cuz you've been keeping him from that you know by keeping I also him safe feel like, i feel like another argument for staying in Europe for a few weeks is like you kind of are in this cool position where like 
you don't have to go through the, the initial few weeks of a breakup are so gnarly. Like, especially if you've been yeah. living with this person, like in the space, like, Oh, we used to share this place and this is all of our shit that we're sitting around and all that. Like you're kind of being spared that phase of it, but it sucks. This happened on a trip, but like you're in a totally different place while your life is changing. So you, I feel like you almost have this opportunity to like, work through it there and then come home with like a little bit of distance from the situation. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. To leave it there. Also, you say earlier that like he would get cranky and disinterested if you wanted to do anything that didn't involve alcohol. What are those? Yeah. Things? What is, what are those right. things that you, that you do want to do there and you get to do I those. Mean, I wonder, do you guys feel like this is an interest, like again, throwing out a question to the group. Yeah. Uh, do we feel like in the same way when you meet up with a partner that you're going to maybe be dating romantic committed to, do you think that like it's one of those same topics where you're like, we need to be on the same uh, political like vibe? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the same, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like a compatibility on like yeah. theories of religion, theories of politics. I wonder if maybe we need to fold in like consumption of drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Where do we, where do we both feel that we like to use or not use or how do we even look at drugs and alcohol as you know, what's our philosophical, moral, and ethical compatibility? Do you think that right. would be an interesting conversation in making? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think it can be hard to know because people have different ideas of what their normal consumption might be, you know. Mm-hmm. And like my boyfriend, I, I'm taking a year off of drinking, but I, in general, before you know, drank a lot. But my boyfriend is not a drinker at all, and I don't know that the conversation would have helped us that much because like I would have got I I would have dated him even if if he was a heavy drinker or if he is like he is Mm -hmm. and maybe I would have eventually been like oh I'm not into that if he was one but I don't know if talking about it for me would have helped because Mm -hmm. I would have had to just experience like or maybe the question is what's your biases or your feelings your stigmas what are your because like yeah. maybe you act out in one or the other but i judge drinkers like this mm-hmm. well i yeah. mean i definitely wouldn't want somebody who's n- disappearing because their phone fucking died right. <laughs> yeah right yeah no on that no it, totally i mean i think it's probably similar to to like political stuff because it's like yeah we don't have to have the exact same views but like mm-hmm. if that is like totally abhorrent to one person then that's gonna be like a pretty big barrier yeah yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. think I could be with someone who did a lot of coke, like, because coke just grosses me out, and right, I, yeah. I'm annoyed by people who are on coke. So I think in a partner, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like That I, would be eliminating a yeah. person, you know? Like, that's the problem, is, you know, like, she wanted this perfect dream proposal that he was mm-hmm. going to do, and then he blew it, like, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, and by the way, if he knew that he was blowing that for her, that was his way of breaking up with her. Like, yeah. 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 by the way, like actions speak louder than words. He yeah. took the most important thing to her and shit all over it. Yeah. 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 And I, it's like, and this is one of those fucking shitty, it's a shitty thing to experience and a shitty like lesson to learn, but it's also yeah. valuable that like, things you plan 
it does it doesn't you know life cannot be planned you cannot say mm-hmm. at, at this many years old this is gonna happen yes, like it's just that's not so how it goes true. yeah but, i so, mean it sucks i think for women who want to have biological kids though because there oh, is a that, thousand percent that there is that, that very is real ticking. deadline yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but you're right like but it's funny i do have one friend who has pulled that off like We've been friends since we were like 14. She's like, when I'm 20, I'm doing this. When I'm 25, I'm doing this. <laughs> and does. she Some has people like. people can do it. Some people, yeah. <laughs> Some people can But like off. in general, it doesn't work out that way. So, and you know, you're 30, you're still very young. Yes. You have plenty of time to meet someone and have kids still. I don't, you know, please don't, don't feel like you're no, 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 like no. at the There's end of no, your. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I, I mean, get it. It adds a, a different kind of pressure. But like back sure. to the drug thing, like I say, this is someone who loves drugs. Like you <laughs> don't do them before you're going to propose to someone. God, no. 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 There, there are moments to like, you know, have I give fun. you there one shot to, be... to like cool your nerves and that's it. That's yeah. all you get. There are moments <laughs> to be present for and that is yeah. definitely one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah, just, I mean, well, she knows. She knows all of it. Yeah. Godspeed. But you like, got this. There's so much fun shit to do in Europe. I hope you just have fun. Like there is so much, there's all, so many trains to take. Oh, the places you'll go. You know, there's mm-hmm. just I, find yeah. the hammock. I, I I remember like when when I was in Europe when I was like 21 I one of my favorite nights of sleep ever I paid five euros to sleep in a hammock on the beach and it was like <laughs> one of the best nights of sleep of my life like I don't know find shit like that yeah okay. I mean when I was in Paris like by myself a few years ago I had an amazing time I I just like look up a cheap I, I know you said you're you know you're trying to not spend a lot of money but there's a lot of cheap shit for tourists I did like a bike ride that was literally one of the best things I've ever done in my life try to just do one or two of those things go yeah. by yourself go to one of these tours you know what I mean experience where you are and like you're gonna see just like we said like oh my god I don't have to carry the weight of this fucking dude yeah. all day mm-hmm. I can just enjoy the scenery without worrying about what this guy's gonna do mm-hmm. Get in the driver's seat of your life, girlfriend. This is the beginning of something fabulous. Beep, beep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But make sure to not, if you're actually driving there, make sure to be on the right side of the road because, you know. <laughs> Great work, that. everyone. Yay, we did it. Solved another problem solved. Yes. <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Wait, but I want her to now let us know how it goes. Like, when do we get... I know. We always ask. Sometimes yes. people follow up. Sometimes they don't. So, yes, I please. Need, I need to know how this turns... I need I need a Same. two segment of her. She sounds amazing. And now I'm invested. I know. Yeah, I know. I am too. Yeah. Hope, please follow up with us and let us know, um, you know, where your uh, path took you. Yeah. Please. Exactly. Anyways, but yes, back to us. Thank you. (laughs) Nicole, where can everybody find your comedy? Where can they find information about The Crow? Tell us everything. Goodness. Um, So I am Nicole Blaine. Um, On Instagram, I'm Nick Blaine, N-I-C Blaine, but uh, B-L-A-I-N-E. You have to come to my club in Santa Monica, The Crow. I'm on Instagram. It's Crow Comedy. On Facebook, do people still use it? I don't know. Yeah. The Crow Comedy Club, the Crow. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Whatever. I'm there. Um, but uh, we have a great website that has our calendar of shows, and I am programming for having um, high level comedy shows for teens, open mics for teens, um, and then what else? I'm teaching little kids comedy and adults. So if you, if there's anyone who wants to start stand up and have a safe space to do all that, we're teaching. And then my husband is doing like professional level acting classes for 
cool. And so it's nice to have something like that on the West side for like the kids who actually want to do like film and television and stuff and and all that. Um, There's comedy shows seven nights a week or what's the, you're like a. Almost we're getting there. I mean, the calendar is populating organically. Um, So most nights and there's open mics on Tuesdays. There's a female and non-binary open mic at six o'clock on Tuesdays and there's going to be education programming. So helping others, you know, help with their career and mm-hmm. uh, getting industry panels and all that. I don't know. Just come by. We're in Santa Monica. Come to the Santa course. Monica. Huge. Uh, it's an, like I said, really cool, like artist colony. There's a huge parking lot. It's also yeah. right off the, um, the subway. What, yeah. what, what do you Metro. call it? What do we have? The Metro. Metro. The Metro. Metro. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's on the Metro stop. Yeah. yeah. Bergamot. Oh, that's awesome. Did- it's amazing. Yeah. I, I was at yeah. Bergamot Station. Oh, I'm I at Bergamot Station. Station. Oh. It's so cool. So yeah, you can take the metro right to Bergamot Station and just walk off into my club. Oh. There is a, like Beth said, oh. there's a parking lot of 200 um, mm. people, uh, 200 people, 200 spaces. That's totally free. It's gated. I have a security guard. Oh, that's so, amazing. Parking uh, on the west side. I mean, that that's a miracle in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's free. There's security. I have this. That's why I said it. I was like, it, when you were like, there's a huge parking lot. I was like, oh my God, this is a yeah. miracle. Well, that's yeah. why I'm like, for comics, I'm like, you can rush in, you can rush out. I will feed yeah. you. I will pay you. I will give you a beautiful space. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just want you guys to come. come. Yeah, I'll be there yeah, shortly. I'll be there. I can't wait. Yeah. Tell me when. <laughs> Absolutely. Just tell me when I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So, Support indie, venue, indie venues, everybody, especially when it's like, yeah, doing it yeah, everything fe- right. You're doing all the yes, things right. Yes, female-run independent venue. Couldn't get any yeah. better than that. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for hanging out with us. This is great. I'm honored. You yeah. know I'm a big fan of your guys'. So. <laughs> so good to see you, Nicole. Good to see you guys. All right. all right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Three, two, three, six but thirty. It's six but thirty somewhere. Hey, ladies, I'm just calling in after listening to the chronic crier because I too am a chronic crier, and the only thing that really helped me was to accept the crying. So now, if I find myself bursting into tears or my eyes leaking, I'll just laugh and say, "Oh, I'm a chronic crier. Sometimes I get weepy." Let's just move on with our day and pretend this isn't happening, and I'll continue multitasking just like the caller did so I shine a light on it because the more I try to stop the crying or the more ashamed or embarrassed I feel about it the more conflict I feel internally and then the more I cry and I I think you'd be surprised the more I tell people oh I'm a chronic crier this will stop let's just keep going other people will say oh me too that happens to me all the time so I think this is a common problem And if you've ruled out some kind of medical or like chronic anxiety condition or something, just leaning into it and not fighting it is the best way to handle it. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, ladies. I just want to thank you for the milk daddy beef. It's really all I got. Thank you so much. God bless. The tea was spilled. I'm drowning in the tea. Thank you. All right. You have a great day, all you. Bye. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy, and give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow 
follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.